Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome to the Wednesday, I mean Thursday night edition of Sarcastic Remarks. We've done these numerous weeks before. How goes it, yep. gentlemen? It, it, it go good. It go good. Anyways, to my right is Chris, to my left is James, my name is Ryan, welcome to... A weird episode. We decided that, you know, with all these games on Wednesday and everything, it's been a while since we just like sat down and talked hockey and talk about like, you know, the tire fire that is the Vancouver Canucks and, you know, stank oven maybe a little bit and some other stuff. So we thought it'd be kind of fun just to, you know, sit, sit online and talk for a little bit. So anyways, how are you guys doing from last night? Are you still upset about the game last night? Not as upset as you were. I was very upset. I'm much less upset because of the night that the Central and other great teams are having today. There's some weird scores tonight that's been going on. Uh, the Predators beat the Devils 6-4. to four. The Sabres beat the Jets 3-2. to two. The Capitals beat the Penguins 3-2. to two. Uh, the, Coyotes, the Coyotes are beating the Blues 5 to nothing right now. The Blackhawks are beating the Flames 4-1. to one. And the Ducks and Avalanche are 4-3 for the Ducks with five minutes left of the third. So some really strong underdog performances tonight. So I'm much less upset about it now. And the Ducks actually just took the lead from the Avalanche too. I don't know if y'all yeah. saw that, but that oh, was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, uh, we're just here to talk about just to see what's going on across the NHL and 
like like we said, it's been a while since we've done one of these episodes, but we obviously need to talk about Bruce Boudreaux and Vancouver just to get started with because the the whole situation there is just absolutely crazy. It gets a little weirder today because Kuzmenko, who was one of the guys that came over from the KHL, signed an extension today, so that was kind of weird. But he's had a good season, so he definitely deserves the extension. But it kind of goes against the idea that Vancouver is going to sell everything off at the deadline. Obviously, it doesn't appear that Kuzmenko is going to go anywhere. The guy's got like 40-something points in 44 games or something like that. He's he's had a really good year. But obviously, with Vancouver, you got to talk about the recent firing of Bruce Boudreaux. And he, he, he didn't even get to coach a full season with this team. He got to coach a part of the season last year and then a part of the season this year. And a lot of people are just really upset at the way that he was really treated on his way out from Vancouver. So I don't know what you guys have seen on this particular issue or what you've, you've heard. I mean, what have you guys, what do you guys know of this situation? Yeah. Overall, I'm just going to, I'm going to even take it further from the situation. The Canucks in general have been in the exact same state for the last 20 years. It feels like, (laughs) like their only goal is to be a bubble team and they can't even do that. So with the recent trades that they made, I don't remember, I think it was last offseason. It's not this offseason, but they kind of reworked a bunch of guys on their team. And I have a buddy who's a Canucks fan. He was like, yeah, nothing's going to change. It's going to be the exact same. And I was like, it's fair. And he was exactly right because it was the exact same last year. And then this year it is surprisingly even worse. So, yeah, it's obviously not cool having to Bruce Boudreaux and the way that they went about it obviously wasn't great. But when your team underperforms as badly as the Canucks are this year, what's the easiest thing to change? It's the coach. So, Yeah, but you can obviously see that the coach is not the problem, right? I mean, Bruce Boudreaux is not the problem. It doesn't matter. (laughs) The worst part to me was they didn't just, like, clean fire him off. They kind of, like, let him hang around, like, hey, you're fired, but you're still going to coach this team for a little bit. Like, that was probably the worst part to me, is that that's really what it felt like. Oh, that's the other thing that was really frustrating for a lot of people was because they've got a guy named uh, Mike Yeo, who was at one point a head coach in the NHL. So it's not like he doesn't have experience running an NHL bench. So... They could have very easily said, hey, you know what, Bruce? We're going to go in a different direction. You weren't our guy to begin with. We're just going to let you go. Let you go so you don't have to be around for this and not string you around. And the thing is, is they kept him around. Like, I mean, this is one of the... This is the same idea of, like, keeping one of your favorite players around even though you know he's going to be gone later. Right? And you know, just, just, it's awkward. It's like super awkward. And the, the franchise just continued to let him kind of hang around and say, Hey, I'm sort of kind of coaching this team. I can't imagine what it must've been like at practices, especially the last couple of weeks, knowing he was going to get canned. So. Yeah. Just poorly managed by a bad franchise. I mean, I think it's kind of obvious the Cucks have been bad for a while. Uh, I'm shocked they haven't gone through more GMs and they've been through quite a few. <laughs> and that's the other thing is the like their their cap management. I mean, 
I know we complain about Jim Nill, but he's kind of been the the complaints I'm against not. Jim Nill have been very <laughs> quiet as of late, especially this year because the stars have been doing so well. But you know, we, we've complained about Jim Nill not going out there and getting the big, you know, shiny new toy or whatever or whatever. But I mean, Vancouver just they have no cap management whatsoever. It's it's just it's like the U.S. government just spin, 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 and just borrow money and just continue doing ridiculous stuff. So, it, I mean, they've got some guys on some contracts. And the other thing that doesn't make sense about the Vancouver Canucks is the players they have are actually pretty good. Like, I mean, they've they've got an Elias Pettersson who is very similar to a Jason Robertson in a way. He, he, he kind of fulfills that role for Vancouver. You've got Brock Besser. You've got Bo Horvat, like guys who can put the puck in the net. You've got Kuzmenko, who kind of came out of nowhere from the KHL, signed in Vancouver of all places. I mean, you've got Quinn Hughes. You've got Thatcher Demko, which yeah. he's, I mean, he's a great goalie. The, the so, point is they have no excuse to be playing this bad so far this season. And when you don't have an excuse, the re- the only thing to blame is the coach. Uh, if, if you're the GM, I mean, you can blame yourself and say the depth guys you have are terrible, but <laughs> they're not going to do that. It's at, at this point, it's just like they, they haven't ever gone into a rebuild. It feels like I've never mm-hmm. seen the Canucks in a rebuild. They, they constantly, it constantly feels like they don't have a direction at all. And that's what it feels like this season too. And they're sitting in the same spot that they always are, which is, uh, so are we going to like keep trying this? Or are we going to finally after like forever sell everything off and try to rebuild and, and year after year, it feels like they're just like, no, we're just going to keep trying. We're just going to keep yeah, doing just retool. Doing. Just retool. Yeah. It's like s- something is obviously wrong here and they refuse to do anything to change it. <laughs> And and here's the other thing: the difference between a market like Dallas, like us, and a market like Vancouver is, is that you can get away with tanking in in a Canadian market. I feel like because that is their number one sport in Canada, is hockey. So you can get away with sucking for a couple of years and still make a profit because people will be able to to see a direction of the team, right? So like a, a, as bad as Chicago is in what they've done and tearing the team down and everything, at least they have a direction, right? Like, like a couple of years ago, this Vancouver team went to the second round of the playoffs and the bubble playoffs. And it looked like they were going to be taking that next step. And then the past two years, they've just absolutely sucked it up. Except for the, the one time when Bruce Boudreau came in last season and they were like one of the best teams in the NHL from the time he took over the team, they were like 32, 12 and like three or something like that. They had like 32 wins in like the last 50 or 60 games of the season. It was insane what they were able to do. So, I mean, I I feel for Vancouver Canucks fans because there's just no direction of this team. And it kind of makes me wonder about like uh, the Buffalo Sabres of the past when Jack Eichel was there. It's like they've got a, a superstar budding player, but they're just never able to make the playoffs. So it, it 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 must really suck to be a Vancouver Canuck fan right now. Yeah, I mean they wasted the Sedin twins, and now they're gonna waste Elias Pedersen and Elias Pedersen. Can't forget about Elias Pedersen. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, Chris is making a joke because there are two Elias Pedersons. One is actually a defenseman. I did, I, I thought that was hilarious when they uh, when they signed him. So okay, well anyway, uh, hopefully, just for the fans 
sake, I guess they'll get better, but I don't know what they do. I uh, mean, I don't, what do you do everybody. to fix this? I mean, they're trading Bo, Bo, Bo Horvat almost for sure. I think oh, they no, yeah, there's no doubt. it down. There's, I mean, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that he's without Bo Horvat, you have no team here. I mean, it's as it, bad and, as Chicago without Bo Horvat, it's, honestly. It, it's getting bad with the Bo Horvat situation even because they originally they weren't going to sign him at all. And now they're saying they want to sign him again. So it's like it's getting worse. And I feel like at some point it, it's going to be like too late and then they're not going to get anything for him at all. So I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I really I really feel like that, that that they're even struggling with the things that shouldn't be easy and obvious to do yeah. with Vancouver. I think it's likely that they might accidentally hold on to Bo Horvat after the trade deadline. That would be hilarious. Like they call the office and they're like, "Oh, sorry, it's too late. Time's up." It, it really, it, like, it almost, it, it really wouldn't surprise me at some point. Like, because especially with be all the all the cap space problems that are in the NHL right now, like you're That's gonna fair. run out of time if you if you don't get a deal going already. That would be so funny. Yeah. Oh, Ardell, that is so mean. Vancouver are the Texas Rangers of hockey. Mm. They were one game from the Stanley Cup, just like the Texas Rangers were one strike away from winning the World Series. Dare I even mention that? Sorry, Chris. Shut I know. Up, Brian. <laughs> we'll stop watching baseball after that. Or at least I did. I I'm didn't watch sorry. baseball. I love you, Chris. Season. That's got to be like one of my most like gruesome childhood memories. Yes, I had a very good childhood, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. We actually weren't. Uh, planning on talking about this, but I thought this would be kind of interesting to talk about because I've heard it from multiple different places and it's just speculation and stuff like this. But could this be the year of the three-way trade? And l- let me go into into a little bit of details here, okay? Because Chris, James, we talked about how like no teams have any cap space, at least the teams that are looking to make moves and make their team better, right? So if you have, let's say, I don't know. I don't know actually how much Patrick Kane costs, but like, let's say he makes $10 million, right? I I think he makes more than that, but just say he makes $10 million. Let's just say that one team retains him for 50%, right? And then he goes through that team and gets traded again to the actual team that wants him. And he gets, they get the 50% of the 50%. So instead of him costing a team $5 million on their cap space, he actually only costs them 2.5 for the remainder of the year. So it, it, do you think that's something that we will see a lot of? And, you know, jams are just going to get creative with the way that they approach the trade market this year. Or do we think that they're just going to, we're going to see less trades and not big name players being moved around, even though there's guys like Bo Horvat and Jacob Chikrin and, you know, insert name here. There's quite a few. I don't think there's going to be that many trades, honestly. I'm probably against y'all on this one, but I think there's going to be a lot of big names like like Jacob Chikorin who aren't getting traded because they can't be, because nobody has space to move them. And the Coyotes aren't going to give up such a small haul for a Jacob Chikorin. So I think we really could see situations like that where there's nothing that you can really give up to get one of these bigger players just because of the contract size. For the guys who are outplaying their contracts they will for sure move but the guys who are and eh, they're kind of on their contracts i would say like kane taves i i i don't know if they're going anywhere i i think we'll see less trades but if if there's a team that like 
knows that this is kind of like their last year to really go for it. Boston. Yeah. Boston. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be, all the chips, yes. Yeah. I think you will definitely see a three-way trade for some big player. If they, if they really, really, really want to win, which I think Boston is probably one of those teams. Cause this is probably one of the last years they're going to have with the team. That's going to be this good. So if, if there, if there was ever a time for a team to trade everything away, <laughs> This is the year to do it, I guess. <laughs> well, and uh, Brooke is right over here. Colorado did something, didn't read who. Um, it was just a minor deal. Uh, the The biggest name player out of that trade was Matt Nieto, mm-hmm. who is a former Colorado, Colorado Avalanche, so he just goes back to Colorado. I, he was in San Jose, came came back to Colorado, so it's just more purely of a depth move for Colorado, which, by the way, if Colorado makes the playoffs and they're the wild card and we have to play them in the first round, gosh, that sucks. They're, they're not going to be the wild <laughs> that, card, dude. There's no way. Yeah, have you seen how much they've been winning, winning recently? Yeah. And and especially with the wild starting to kind of kind of slow down Falter quite a off bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it's likely Minnesota is going to be the wild card team. If if the Central even gets a wild card team, honestly, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We I, I just tweeted yesterday about the fact that. You know, at that current moment, when I looked at the standings, there were five teams from the Pacific that were in the playoffs and three from the Central. I never would have thought that in a million years at the beginning of the season that that would be the case. But teams like St. Louis, I mean, they've completely squandered and have sucked it up this year. Uh, Nashville has nobody helping them score goals. Uh, UC Soros is basically manning the team by himself. Uh, I mean, it's just weird. It is so weird. And then the teams that are at the top of the Western Conference, no offense to Dallas, I love Dallas, but I didn't see them being first yeah. in, the, in the in the Western Conference. Let, let's be honest, right? Uh, in in Winnipeg? and Seattle? This- Seattle has a chance to be number one in the Western Conference right now. They have a shot. It's weird. Those those make sense. Maybe Winnipeg not. Seattle? Seattle, no. That doesn't Bull make crap. sense. Bullcrap. Yeah, Seattle doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I said that they would be top three. I want I want y'all to admit, I called that preseason. I said you they did. would be in the playoffs. But you did. I mean, yeah, I don't know about the Kings. In uh, sales, still doesn't make sense. If you look at their advanced stats, they are outscoring what they should be scoring by an exceptional margin that has yeah. never been seen before. And they just keep doing it. They, they keep. I, I keep thinking like every week. I was like, okay, maybe they'll slow down. And then they score like eight in a game. It's like okay. And, <laughs> and then look at their st- scoring differential. They're just finding ways to win. It's not like they're blowing guys out. They're just barely winning every game. What is happening? I mean, plus yeah. 27 is pretty good, Chris. Well, look at the stars. stars. What, are, what are they? They're like We're plus 41. 40. That's yeah, crazy. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's good. That That's even the, the only team that is better than us in the entire league is Boston. Yeah. <laughs> and the and goal, uh, goal different, differential. Yeah. 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 That's another Just, thing I, I would have never, yeah. like, I would have never bet money on at all that the stars were going to be the second best team when it comes yeah. to gold differential. Since Even we're already with a new on coach. a tangent, I mean, I go for we, it. We talk about how Boston's the only team higher than us in gold differential. If we just don't suck in overtime, we're fantastic. I mean, we're the third oh, yeah. best team Definitely. in the league if we don't suck in overtime. <laughs> I mean, how many, how many losses do we have again? Is it eight nine, or nine? Nine. Nine. Again, Six we win half of those teams. Yeah. yeah. So it, it just sucks. And then a lot of our losses, our regulation losses, have been against like kind of crappy teams. 
No. I mean, there's there's the Ottawa game. There's the Anaheim game. That that uh, the worst game I've ever watched. Six of our losses have been against bad teams. <laughs> yes, like not but like that. games six we should win. A lot. Games there, we should win. There's right? not very many. Check so, your stats. Yes, th- there's there's a lot more losses that other better teams do to worse opponents than the Stars do. The Stars are very good at beating bad opponents. Yeah. You had, to, you had to think about that for a second, didn't you, James? Yes, it was hard to word. <laughs> Words are hard. Right. Speaking about Bull Horvat, uh, Bull Horvat's in the news today. <laughs> a lot of rumor guys and insiders, so-called, are talking about uh, the Stars being in some serious talks with the Vancouver Canucks over some Bo Horvat. Oh, oh, did you? I, I love. Did you? Did you watch that? Uh, it was like a news. I forgot where it was from. It was like a news reel about Bruce Boudreaux being fired, and the person who was on the news obviously yeah, was not a stars fa- or a stars fan, a hockey fan at all. And they said <laughs> the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was so terrible. Anyways, so where did you see this, Chris? That was interesting because I haven't seen anything like that. Oh. Well, I thought y'all saw it too. Oh, well, I saw it on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> the stars and some other team, I don't remember who. It might have been Colorado. Um, are in serious Oh, okay. Talks. Hold on. Hey, Ar- Ardell's got some insider information for us there since I didn't do my job. Yeah, I heard yeah. it on the ticket, Ryan. Huh. That'd there be interesting. Go. But apparent, I've been told that this insider is not a super reliable insider. So take it with a, a little rock of salt. I mean, um, at this point, though, if I mean everyone's going to be in talks for Bo Horvat, they want to see what it's going to take. Yeah, they, they were saying it, this rumor was saying that uh, Dallas and Brooke brought it up. It was New Jersey were being especially aggressive and trying to find a way to get a deal done sooner rather than later. Unlike other teams who are probably waiting to a little bit closer to the uh, to the deadline. But we talked a little bit about Bo Horvat. I'd say about a month ago, probably, but. We can talk we, about what it may cost to get him that's over what here. Thinking. What do we think about Bohorvat now? I mean, it's obviously not a bad thing to add a scorer like that. We talked about the hole that Garyanov has. It'd be nice to fill that with a Bohorvat. Right, but here's the thing. is We already have a guy that is going to fill that role as early as maybe even this season after he's done in junior hockey. Logan Sankovan. He's not playing this <laughs> if if there's a way for him to play, he's gonna be playing this this season, even if it's in the playoffs. I I think he he if he can, he will. No, no way and to stand in the playoffs. And here's the other thing. Game. Here's the other That'd thing. Be hilarious. Is, <laughs> That's like literally throwing someone into a shark tank. <laughs> hey, we did that with Thomas Harley, and look how well he ended up. Yeah, yeah. it's great. So, yeah. well, okay, now side side tangent for a quick second. Thomas Harley has been absolutely excellent this year with the Texas stars. And maybe that's what they should have done last year. Just kept him at the AHL level. I think he's, I think he'll be ready for a job next year. Anyways, back to the, to the Bo Horvat situation. And that for four years, he's 21. <laughs> Give him a break. Yeah. We've been, I'm just saying we've been saying that for four years. <laughs> okay. Anyways, if I'm Vancouver, I put all of my eggs in a basket and I tried to make this team a at least a playoff bubble team and I sucked it up big time. So if I'm if I have a Bo Horvat on my team, the only player that I would that I'm looking at is Logan Stankoven. 
in return for Bo Horvat. And that right it's there a is one a one hundred percent deal breaker. Heck no, that's not happening. Agreed. I agree. So, that should be a deal breaker. Yes, it one hundred should be. I mean, but if I'm Vancouver, that's who I want because I'm not getting Connor Bedard because I don't suck enough to they to could. get Connor Bedard. Good. If but, they tried hard enough, they could suck hard enough. I don't think so. But stop it. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, I just that's that's just what it's going to I think that's what it's going to be. He they're going to ask for Logan Stangoven. I don't think that they're going to ask for that and nothing else. Um because like I said earlier, the market's going to be a lot more bare than people are thinking it's going to be and Stankoven is like other than Bedard, he's going to be the best player not in the NHL currently. I agree with that, which is kind of nuts. So I don't think you're going to get staying of it. I think they could. I think someone who should be on the table for us that a lot of people are saying is off. I think Bork is definitely on the table. I mean, this guy's already in the AHL. He's not tearing up the AHL. It's not like he's blowing everybody out of the water. He's definitely a a top prospect for us still. But no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But if you've got the option to get Bo Horvat to make a push to the playoffs, and you and they offer Bork and a second and twenty four, yeah. and take I mean, that fast. And I mean, when you're looking you at can't make even that just work this, though with the salary cap. The, obviously, I mean, has obviously, to go the you throw way. in Garyanov and all that. Yes, obviously, or they retain or something like that. I'm just saying strictly stuff that they want. There's other things that would have to happen as well. Obviously, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, sorry, James, I cut uh, you off. Just, just by the way, Ryan, how far? from the bottom do you think the canucks are like how many points from the bottom do you think oh that's interesting okay because i haven't i I just i just counted (laughs) eight um i'm gonna say eight are you serious they are eight points from last place good for you chris good guess i was i was actually gonna guess i was gonna guess 10 so I was kind of close from last place. If you don't think that's close enough to just tank for Bedard, you are crazy. Oh, yeah. And not when Chicago is like one in nine in their last 10 games. Chicago man. isn't uh, the worst in the league. I know it's. Wait, no, no, it's don't tell me. Columbus. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Who it's is it? Columbus. Uh, it's Columbus. Is it really Columbus? It's really? Are you Columbus. serious? Seriously no. Columbus. It's not Anaheim? Oops. No, Anaheim's third worst. Anaheim's popping off. Wow. They are. Okay. Jeez, man! I, I again another thing I never would have expected at the beginning of this. And I'm trying really hard too, man. They're a minus eighty-one in goal differential, and they're <laughs> only God. third worst in the league. Man, well, okay, well, we have gotten on so many tangents. It is what it is. But I, I mean, James, Bo Horvat, is is that still a possibility? I'm not sure, man. I, I don't I don't I don't know how you're gonna fit him in the cap. If you can, then I it would be amazing. That'd be so cool to see. And this really is kind of the year to do it. I mean, you're looking at you're probably not gonna get another good season from Ben. Really, Pavelski could could be on his last season too. He probably has a little more, but it, you're you're hey. he really is he really is a ticking time bomb at this point. Don't I mean, disrespect he's, he's, Ben now though. I mean Ben yeah. is on. <laughs> But I mean, they're both they're both one injury away from the end of their career. I mean, they both get any even if it's like not a huge injury. I feel like that could that that could be the end for them. I don't know about Ben Pavelski, maybe, but Ben, I don't see it. 
We were just talking about last year how he was washed, and he just he just had a, he just had a bit of sauce. So I think yeah. James James is right. At any time, any of our three Pavelski, Ben Sagan could just fall off the earth. I mean, honestly, that's well, still a major possibility for guys that are getting older. But four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 and free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And Just surround really, them with young guys. Can you imagine really, Stank Oven with Johnston and Ben? Oh, that's, that's going to be year. so fun. Yeah, I feel like that's... I hope we see that. That's also one thing that I was going to say about Bork. I mean, you look at our lineup right now. Where is Bork going to slot in? Is he going to He's going to end up being a bottom six forward. I mean, Sagan, I, Markman, Bork. That sounds amazing. That's the third line, yeah. <laughs> that's the third. I mean, the Sagan is the third line right now. I mean, I know everyone's saying that Johnston and Ben are the third line, but they're not. The way that they're playing, they're playing better. So, and they're getting more offensive chances. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, Man, the Stars but, look so good right now. Yeah. In the next couple of years, even. Goodness. I love Jim Neal. I mean, and I, I know that. Not me. And I know that like every that you you're kind of down on Thomas Harley a little bit, Chris. But we 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 literally just talked about last night how Mira Heiskanen is pretty much the only guy that can move the puck out of the zone pretty well, right? I mean, yep. other than Lundqvist, which Lundqvist wasn't in the game last night, that's another guy right there that can that can do that job. And apparently, the defensive side of his game, which he is a defenseman, has gotten significantly better. So. I mean, I'm excited to see what what comes on with him and see if he can make the Stars roster next season. So yeah, and I mean, I mean, we're, with Delhi making the lineup this this year too. I mean, I kind of thought Delhi was kind of on the washed uh, on the back end of what he was at. I mean, he's he's still kinda only like a 22. Tufty. Yeah, he's still only 22, so he's he's a little younger than Harley is, but that's pretty normal for forwards. So in in terms of where Harley is in his development. He's definitely not the crazy defenseman that we thought he could be, but it doesn't mean that he's not going to be a very solid defenseman in the next couple of years. Yeah, he could definitely be a top four guy. We don't need him to be a top two guy. We've got a Miro for that, right? I mean, yeah, he's he, one and two. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> he three. He plays the minutes of it, too. <laughs> so, but yeah, okay. And I do want to mention this because it kind of made me sad. Uh, one of my kind of dark horse picks for the stars to go after that I was kind of hoping they'd go after got hurt. Uh, Shane Gossespierre, he's out for four to six weeks. So I, I think that kind of nixes any kind of possible trades. Although, you know, in now it that I'm thinking that about it, they did cheap, that with Zuccarello. 
Maybe, but they, I mean, Neil did it with Zuccarello. When Zuccarello was hurt, he only played like two games in the regular season. And he came into the, the playoffs and was just completely amazing Well, on, on that second line. He got hurt so. after we traded for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's what it was. Okay, so never mind. But yeah, that was just unlucky. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very unlucky. But I don't know. I was kind of hoping to see uh, Ghost on our team. But okay. Do we need to move on? Sure. I mean, I don't know. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, let's talk about this. Okay. So Jeff Merrick, who if you don't know who Jeff Merrick is, He's a a very well-known hockey insider across the hockey world, right? So since we're kind of talking about trades and stuff like that here, one player that we haven't mentioned as much in today's episode is Radek Foxa. And one of the questions that Jeff Merrick was putting up is, would Dallas be willing to part with Foxa? And... I would like to know what your answer to that question would be. Yes. <laughs> Chris thinks he's overpaid anyway, so I thought that was pretty pretty easy for Chris. James? I mean, I, I also would go with yes, just because, I mean, if you're trying to improve a spot on our roster, and, I mean, Fox is uh, still a really great player, too, so it's it's not a... It's it's not going to be like a Gurionov where you know you're not going to get anything for Gurionov. You can you Foxa has some value to him on the trade market, I'm sure. Yeah, especially on a team that has a has bad depth, which the Stars don't have. They have great depth. But my my thinking is like, what does Foxa bring us that Glendening doesn't already do? I mean, they're they're kind of the same thing. Fox is a little bigger. I mean, that's what I'll say. And he's worse at shooting. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. I think for me, I will say it depends. So yes and no. Uh, if it's yeah, I know, I know, I'm kind of copping out with this, but I value Fox a lot more than you guys do, in my own opinion. I do love you value him worth three million dollars. Yes, I do. I do. He's he's fantastic in the the role that he's asked to play, and after I've I will is sing the role his praises. He's asked to play worth three million dollars. Yes, it is. Yikes! But. But if it means that we get a player like a Bo Horvat or a Patrick Kane, would I be willing to part with Fox for a player like that to improve the scoring on the team right now? The answer to that is most definitely yes, because we've obviously seen that the the depth on this team scoring-wise has kind of been hit or miss. It's been very streaky. Like at points, Marchman has looked good. And at points, Kiviranta has looked good and has been filling on one of those middle six, you know, lines. But there's there's somebody there that's missing. And I, I don't know. It, I'm only willing to part with Fox if it's going to be like a player that we know that we can rely upon that will be able to play with with our players well in the middle six lines. And We've got plenty of guys that can fulfill that same role that Foxa does. But I, I just really love that fourth line of Kiviranta, Foxa, and Glenn Denning. It's one of it's one of my favorite lines I think I've ever watched play. I think it, rem- it reminds me a lot of the way that like Antoine Roussel would play and Steve Ott. And I actually went and watched Ryan some Garbutt. some 
Ryan Gar, oh, Ryan Garbit, man, that guy, uh, Chris Connor, like one of the shortest guys ever. He was like five, six, I think. Yeah. It, uh, Shane Turla, like, like these guys like that. I love the way that they play. Sorry. I'll it's definitely talking. one of the best fourth lines in the league for sure. I mean, the stars depth is one of their strongest suits and I mean, they spend a lot of money on it too, but if you can trade a little piece of your best fourth line for a guy who can make a much bigger impact, you've got to do it. So I agree with that. Um, I'm going to come at y'all with a little more numbers just because I'm a Fox, a hater. Uh, Fox is making $3 million a year. I'm just making four. Is Andre only 25% more valuable than Roddick Foxa? No. I would say no, definitely. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Bad contract. I think I think Otter is just crazy underpaid, in my opinion. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, both can be true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also true. Yeah, both can be true. Yeah. I mean, we're but, playing, we're paying Glenn Denning like what, 1.5? Right. Yeah. And I don't think he's that much worse than Foxa. Yeah. So for me personally, I think to answer that question, I think it just depends on who we get. If we get another big name that helps us push our name into the Stanley cup can like Stanley cup champion, you know, conversation, which a lot of people are still not doing, even though we're, you know, top five in the league and top 10 in almost every major category in overtime. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that when happens. you do that consistently, you are, you are not going to be looked at seriously, but Hey, maybe we can find somebody that can help us in the freaking overtime. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm I done. think, I'm not mad I anymore. think we will surprise some, some people when it comes playoff times. Yeah. But to, to wrap a bow on it, Ryan, I agree with you. We should not, move fox unless it's for a big piece i mean we, we shouldn't move him just to add a pull a pool i can't say his name pulley rv that's definitely how you say it but uh yeah we shouldn't add it we shouldn't move him just for that so the only way you move it is if you get one of these big guys like you're saying so i agree with you you know we didn't actually even answer that question last night but would y'all make that trade gary for pulley rv or yes. did we talk did we mention that i would trade gary right. for a bag of pucks right now <laughs> I'd, I'd trade Garyana for a bag of Cinnabon delights right now, but that's just me because I really want Cinnabon right now. But James, what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, yeah, all right, right, next topic. It's so sad to talk about, man. <laughs> okay, yeah, it is. Okay, um, anyways, I want to talk about uh, all star rosters because it's ridiculous that one of the three of Miro Heiskinen. Jake Ottinger and Rope Hintz are not in the all-star roster. I, I, we are the best team in the Western Conference, and we have one player representing us from our team. One. Yeah. Now, don't, don't you tell me that that's a bunch of bull crap. Well, that's just because the initial all-star game sucks. Um, but well, if you want to hear the really crazy thing is that we have a goalie who is number two in goals against average and save percentage and shutout wins. He's number two in the league, the entire league. And he's not a top two goalie in his conference. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really stupid, but, but I mean, you, when you talk about how they did it, it's a fan vote. And I guarantee you there's a lot bigger Bull markets crap. with a lot more fans. No, I, this, this whole, this whole thing about, Oh, well, we made a fan vote and we're following the fan. That didn't happen. Bull crap. They didn't even show us the results. Oh, us the results, NHL. Power yeah. to the people. Freedom of Information Act. We're suing. It, it, it's stupid. Announced right no, here. 
Go just... to the NHL.sarcasticremarks.com. Donate to no, our no, cause. We are no, going to no. hire a lawyer. We are coming after the NHL for this information. The people deserve answers. Oh, my gosh. Now we're going to get, like, uh, people are going to, like, clip that, and we're going to get in all sorts of trouble now. Clip it. I'm but, okay with please. that. But, okay, here's, the, here's one thing that I don't understand. Okay? You got, you've got three players from Colorado. Okay, fine. All right, they won the Stanley Cup last year. But you're telling me that Nathan McKinnon, who has been hurt for majority of the season, it, it deserves to be in the All-Star game above Rope Hintz or Mara Haskinen or Jay Cottinger. No, I don't think anybody thinks that anymore. It's just that the All-Star game is stupid. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, <laughs> free free vacation for our players. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm I'm more glad about that. <laughs> that I mean, that's a positive I feel bad especially, for Robertson. Especially for, for, <laughs> yeah, for Otter. That's that's kind of really important, especially for how many games he's played. So and also I mean, Hellebuck and thing- Soros have played just as much and they're not getting the break now. And the only thing that this can do for Ottinger is make him better just because of his mindset. I mean, you'd be like, oh, he, he didn't put me in the All-Star game. They think I suck. And he just needs gives him more fire. I mean, <laughs> that's what he needs. That's what he lives on. He lives on being counted out. I just really wish they would actually put in the all-stars that are like the best players in the NHL. Like, I mean, I wish they would just get rid of the all-star game. What's even stupider is that the all-star game is in Florida and one Florida person made it into the all-star game. They will, there will be one Florida player at the all-star game that is happening in Florida. Smart. That's pretty bad. (laughs) That's pretty bad. Next topic. I hate the All-Star game. I just don't done? think it's fair. So, Chris, you just think you just get rid of it. Oh, yeah. It sucks. I would you at should least... name. You should name. Here's All-Star line one. Here's All-Star line two. Here's All-Star line three. Here's All-Star, All-Star line four. Just name an All-Star team. A full yay. All-Star regular okay. team. And everyone says yay, and they, everyone goes to Cabo for a week. <laughs> what about... Uh... What about the super skills competition? I still kind of like that. That's kind of fun. The super skills competition has gotten so boring recently. It takes so long. Five hours? Okay, it's probably not five hours. It takes, there's so much dead time in this super skills competition now. When I remember it, it was way more fun. It sucks now. It is slow and dull and boring and blah. It's, It's all the setup that they try and do. Like the stupid, what was it? When they were shooting from like the concourse onto the ice. Yeah. Like, okay, it looked kind of cool, but the game was lame. Nobody scored any points, and it took an hour to set up and tear down. What are we doing? Just slap a puck at the net as hard as possible and have someone, like, break a puck in half. That's what I remember. That's what I want. I don't want people shooting things into, like, frog mouths or whatever. Stupid. You know, they should just try to do something different. I mean, like, you know, like what the NFL is doing this year. Did you? I don't know if y'all saw that watching the, the Cowboys football. game. I mean, yeah, they're playing flag football. That's kind of interesting. That's different. Yeah, at I least mean, they're doing the three on three tournament rather than the full game like they were before, which was yeah. just even worse. But even the three on three is like everyone's just half skating around and it's in the middle of the season, too. Like, even at least the Pro Bowl is at the end of the year where only two teams care if they get hurt. Right now, it's like nobody's going to do anything to even remotely injure themselves. It's just stupid. 
Is that something you would consider though? Maybe moving the All Star Game to like right before the uh, right before the Stanley Cup Finals, and then the teams that have you know players that would have been in the in the game just take them out because they need to stay healthy for the Stanley Cup Final. No, I think that would be better spots. than. I think that would be better than doing what they do now. What I think they should do is they should play the World Cup of Hockey and have everyone go full and force all the time. Happen. That is that's way more exciting happen. than the freaking All-Star game. Give us the World Cup of Hockey. Bring it back. Yes. That's a, that's a good good take, Chris. I like Screw that. All-Star game, World Cup of Hockey. Genius. Okay. Nah, uh, eh, I don't want to talk about anything else. I got other okay. stuff to talk about. Fred, but... okay, okay. We're doing the Who Cares segment. <laughs> you didn't even We're... talk. You didn't even Good tell segue, what you Chris. talked about. Good segue, Chris. Good segue. We're talking about bread. <laughs> We're talking uh, about bread. <laughs> this just needs its own podcast, honestly. That's, that's actually That's what this is. This is not the Who Cares segment. We are announcing a new podcast. It's called Bread Talk. Um. No, but we're doing top three breads. Uh, we had to have no stipulations, no rules on this, uh, and we've had about seven years to think about it. So, James, what is your third bread favorite? Uh, my third bread favorite is cinnamon raisin bread. The, the swirl cinnamon raisin bread. Cringe. It's really good, especially Overrated. when you toast it and Cringe. then you put butter on it. Like, you can go just butter, yes. and it's so good. It's so overrated. Yes. Ryan, number third. That was actually my number three too. Are so you I kidding me? Yeah. I love cinnamon <laughs> raisin. But oh, not, now, now specifically, oh, shut up. <laughs> not, not, for me, it's not the cinnamon swirl bread. For me, it's like the cinnamon raisin bread, but you gotta toast it and then put butter on it. That's, That's when exactly I really, what James really just like said. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, no, you exactly said the cinnamon swirl said. bread. There's different. There's a I difference. Said the cinnamon, cinnamon raisin, raisin swirl. swirl. You swirl. dummy. Head. No, there's idiot. a difference. There's a brand that is called swirl. All That's right, the Chris. kind I like. <laughs> Chris, number third. Uh, this is going to be an actual good bread. Actually, this is kind of a polarizing bread. Some people hate this bread really, really bad. It is ciabatta. I don't mind what the ciabatta. Heck bread. Is ciabatta. Yeah. Look it up. It's delicious. It's got a super crackly, crispy crust. It's got a nice little like chew to it, and it's got kind of like a kind of. It's not not sourdough. But I don't know. It's got it's got a good flavor. It's it's a bready bread. It's a it bread that like tastes a bread like bread that I wouldn't like. I'm not it's gonna a, lie. Yeah, I think you wouldn't like it. But it's a bread that tastes like bread, and I like that bread. James, second bread. Okay, my second bread is uh, nature's own honey wheat. I like the Ooh, honey wheat. Oh, that is good. Yes, the whole wheat is like too bread. much. I like sandwiches, Chris. <laughs> I like sandwiches. Okay. It's a so sandwich on so better. <laughs> okay, I give up. Ryan, you're number two. I'm taking I'm over. I'm set with y'all's choices right now. Ryan, number second. I, I don't know if Chris is going to be happy with my bread, but my second bread is garlic bread. No, garlic bread is my choice. second bread. It's a good Great. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't go wrong with this choice. There's lots of good garlic breads, but the best garlic bread is the one that's just completely smothered in butter. And I don't know, maybe that's just the thing with bread. It's like, it's got to have butter on it. But I don't know, I really like it. And it's it's even better if you eat it with uh, spaghetti. That's just the, the the way that it tastes best is with spaghetti. So I that's like my, my garlic bread. bread when I'm eating four pieces at once, and that is my only dinner. Okay, <laughs> my number uh, second bread. Spoken like is, a true college student. <laughs> my number second bread 
is going to be probably another one that y'all haven't heard of focaccia bread man you up, got, i'm gonna make you spell all these <laughs> <laughs> look up focaccia <laughs> bread f-o-c-a-c-c-i-a focaccia it did is... you just like google bread on on or something no. like that is that just what you did these are legitimately my favorite breads. You keep how looking off to the you, side sir. at like your computer screen to see if you well, just got to make sure he's saying it right. To spell it. <laughs> oh goodness! Focaccia. This looks like a like a lasagna bread, Chris. That's what it looks like. Lasagna <laughs> bread. <laughs> Actually, I have to look it doesn't up. look like that. That's a great. Tell me, it doesn't look like that. So it's lasagna bread. Uh, what it is is it looks so weird. Yeah, it looks weird and it's delicious. So it's just in a big sheet pan. And they get these little like dimples all in it. And what that does is it makes like a really a lot more texture on the bread. So you get more crustiness and you get more crust on there. So it's a lot of is a crusty bread. It's yeah, extra bread, it extra sense. crust, less bread. And it's also very chewy. Very chewy and very oily. That's probably so another bread delicious. that I wouldn't like. Probably not, James. You just keep picking these I don't like a lot of breads, do you I? You keep <laughs> picking these sandwich breads in bags. It's okay. Right. My number one. It's Ryan's number two. It's garlic bread. Garlic yeah, bread is so good. Good. <laughs> good choice. All right, Ryan, number one. Number one bread. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to win the entire segment just by mentioning what my number one is. And y'all are both going to agree with me because you know it is the greatest bread in the entire world. It is Mimi's French Toast. The absolute best bread in the entire world. Is that a yes. bread? It like, is a is, bread. It's or French is that toast. a breakfast item, Ryan? That's it exactly is like what bread. I was thinking of. No, I, I guess the pancake bread. is bread. It's <laughs> is a pancake bread. It's a pancake bread, Ryan. No, it's not. French toast is not bread. The French toast is French toast counts. French bread is bread. French toast is not bread. That is a cooking thing that you do to bread. It is. That is a cooking thing you do to bread. Is bread? It's like calling bread, a crouton bread. Is a crouton again. bread? A crouton is not bread. No, it's not bread. But so that how does French look like bread. bread? Okay, no. See, Ardell, Ardell over here. Ryan wins. Yes, hundred percent. By the way, y'all are both y'all are both losers. Not bread. Okay, you know what? I'm I gonna find... send. I'm gonna send Mimi this recording. By the way, Mimi is our our grandmother, our dad's mom. I'm gonna send this recording to Mimi and let her hear it. And let her hear her grandsons talk about her other grandsons, who she will no longer love as much as her oldest one. She, that that her her French toast is not the number one bread. She'll it agree with should me. be the French number one bread. Not bread. It's a breakfast. It item. is bread. Okay. French anyways, toast is a breakfast item. All right. This is the true number one. I thought you were going with me here. I nope. mean, this is the actual true number one. I think actually both of y'all will agree with me. This is a bread that James likes. James does oh, like this it? bread. He does like this. Oh, I, d one. I don't have to look this one up. He doesn't have to look this one up. No one has <laughs> think, to look this one I up. Think I Everyone know knows is. exactly what I'm talking about when it comes with a delicious, dippable spread. It is nope. the Texas Roadhouse Buttery Rolls with the cinnamon butter. That's pretty good. I have eaten eight of these in one sitting. I could do with more. With three cinnamon butters. It I was... can't believe French toast, or sorry. Garlic bread didn't make your garlic bread did not make my <laughs> didn't top make three. Your top I three. Did I'm very, very surprised at you, Chris. Yeah. I will say focaccia, kind of garlic bready. There's some garlic in good focaccia, 
back to the Texas Roadhouse rules. <laughs> they, they Do are... not waver from the Texas Roadhouse rules. Do the not waver. The softness. They are like clouds. They are seriously clouds. It is amazing. And the cinnamon butter, I mean, that is a revolution to man. That can solve world peace right there. I mean, give Putin a Texas Roadhouse roll with some cinnamon butter on it. He'll pull out of Ukraine immediately. <laughs> immediately. There will oh, be no questions asked. Gotta love capitalism. So with that man. controversial statement, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite bread is Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Like you couldn't think of anybody else except for Putin. That was the baddest guy I could think of at the time. <laughs> you, you could have picked somebody dead, like Hitler or something like that. That might have been worse. Probably true, but you yeah. Have a Texas Roadhouse roll in the Hitler's mouth. All right, this well, we're definitely weird. getting demonetized this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Dude, that'd be actually, cool. I actually have one more bread that uh, I saw in the comment section and. Yeah, Brooke. Uh, I, I can't believe I didn't think about it, but Hawaiian rolls? Mm -mm. I can't overrated. believe none of us thought about that. Overrated. What? I, overrated. I like Hawaiian rolls, okay? They're but, fine. But, it, but they have to go with something. I don't just eat Hawaiian rolls by themselves. Yeah. Hawaiian rolls yes, fine. you can. You can yeah. totally do that. Listen, but Hawaiian rolls are dry. That. Hawaiian rolls are dry. They are so dry. <laughs> The and only if they're thing not they dry, then they're soggy. They're yeah, and if they're not dry, they're they're just drenched. They're like you can wring them out and you can fill a glass with the sweet juices, sweet Hawaiian bread juice. Delicious. Hawaiian Hawaiian bread is not that good. It is dry. Wow, I am surprised at you, Christian Avery. You gotta you gotta get these wow. fancy breads that use letters incorrectly, like focaccia and ciabatta. Can I change one my number one and move everything down one? Sure. Did you just my number, number one? one is Angel Biscuits? Oh, why didn't I oh think of that? That is I, I, okay. So this is something that Mimi I, makes. I thought I had one and I just lost. And, Christmas, and I ate like seven of them. <laughs> I don't eat that much. Okay, I ate yeah. seven of these things. Yeah, that's fair. Why didn't I think of that till now? I'm disappointed in myself. James wins. Right. We lose. Bread. We like bread. <laughs> French toast is a bread. French toast is not a bread. That's a terrible thing. French toast bread. is a bread. 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 It's fine. Okay. We can't do episodes of this again. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anything else, guys, before we wrap it up? I think that's it. Oh, we didn't even talk about the devils. Devils tomorrow. Uh... They're on oh, a yeah, second night of back to back. They just lost on the road in regulation for only the third time of the entire let's year. Go. So let's, let's go. Let's do a back to back to them. Boom. Yeah. Well, and uh, Robahans is going to be on the top line. He better be on that top line. I'll he will say be. That. They already showed it in Brian. He, ha he has today, to be. But whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Toast right. is toast. Uh, toast is not bread. Yes, it is. Toast is bread. Toast is toast. Yes, to but you right, can't have would toast you say without that bread. You liked the just the bread before she made it into French toast. What? The bread that you make? Into Where do you French think toast, French toast right, comes Ryan? from? Yes, <laughs> it's bread. No yes, it's would bread. you like that bread? With bread with egg. No. 
Yes, what that Mimi, is what it's toast. No, what <laughs> Mimi French. does to the to the yes, bread makes it French toast. The way she does it. Okay, I'm done. Anyway, <laughs> right. he doesn't know what French toast you know is. How French toast is made? Yes, he doesn't know what French toast is. Yes, I know what French toast oh, is. No. Okay, I'm tired. Oh, no. Okay, I got home at like ten o'clock. Okay, James, close the episode. Ryan doesn't know what French toast is. Go to sarcasticremarks.com. Go to DraftKingsCHPN. We're the Dallas Stars, Sarcastic Remarks Podcast. Adam Sal and the Dallas Stars will be here tomorrow night talking about the Dallas Stars versus the New Jersey Devils. We'll catch you on the flip side. Have a good morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Bye.